0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, for fresh anointing upon every viewer and listener listener at the sound of my voice. Fresh glory, liquid love, liquid glory, entering the realms of the glory of God prepared for you specifically. There's a mansion with your name on it, and it's a heavenly mansion. It's a mansion of dwelling in God's promises working through your hearts and minds renewed by direct revelation, prophetic living words, decrees and promises from God working in your spirit mightily. And it completely washes away all the sadness and sorrow of the world, of the lust and the pride, of the flesh and the eyes and the brain. God is going to make it easier for you because you're going to learn how to drink. (laughs) The river of life flows from the Garden of Eden. Eden is in the third heaven, also called paradise. Eden is God's heart. The river comes out of God's heart. The river is God's unconditional love, but you have to learn how to receive it. You're saved by having a drink of divine love. That's how you're saved. That's the cup of the new covenant. Most Christians still do not know how to drink. You have to learn how to drink, and you grow in drinking. We're preaching to Gideons 300, chosen by their ability to drink, and to drink wildly, and having the understanding that this is what saves the world. Every revival there's ever been, every reformation in society has been caused by the new wine of the divine love that's come out of heaven through God's heart, through believers who learned how to drink, who learned how to receive, who came to the waters and drank, who came to the river and drank, who are shepherded by the chief shepherd to the springs of the waters of life and drank the glory of God. The worship time was powerful and prophetic. Get that at joelsbar.tv or the live broadcast. It's online on our website, RedLetterMin.com. Powerful time of soaking and just getting healed. A lot of us need healing in our souls. We've gone through tremendous warfare. God is healing you. The river heals you. The river makes glad. There are streams that flow out of the Garden of Eden that make glad the city of our God. Rivers, springs, streams, all of them coming out of Eden. This blew my mind today. Psalm 63, verse 2 in the Passion Translation. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your glory and to drink more... to seek more of your power and to drink more of your glory. I'll say it one more time. Psalm 63, verse 2, Passion. I'm energized every time I enter your heavenly sanctuary to seek more of your power and to drink more of your glory. (laughs) The river of life is the drinking of more of his glory. Okay, Just like in the natural, using the natural for teaching purposes, you have daily drinkers. They go to happy hour every day, you know, after they get off work, 4 to 6 p.m., half off drinks, they belly up to the bar, it's a social club, they're around their friends, and they drink, and they drink. It Does it ever get old? No! Because it's fun. It's fun. And it's a social activity. So it is in the glory of God that you learn how to drink daily, and it's fun, and it's addictive. It's purposely the most addictive substance in the world. All these natural substances are counterfeits of getting addicted to the glory. I heard Rick Joyner once say that you as a Christian need to fiend the glory exactly like a crackhead fiends for crack. That if you're not fiending like an addict for the glory or he said for the presence that you're not really in love. If you're in love then you're just infatuated. You're obsess- obsessive. It's called passion. It's a passionate love affair between God and man. It is. It is wild. It's unpredictable. It's a little crazy. And it's full of love. And it's full of wildness and adventures. And it's full of drinking. And it's full of experiences. And it's full of living words. And then there are all these enemies of love. They're even written about in Song of Solomon. They're called pumas, different types of wild animals. Those creatures are written about in the Bible. The enemies of love. And there are men and women that will attack your love and your relationship and your faith and your grace. They're called the night watchmen. Religious ministers of the red dragon substances. There's a ministry of the red dragon that will cause your love to wax cold. It'll make it all about you and your works and your brain. Next thing you know, you're serving Satan and you wanted to be serving Christ. Have we seen that thousands of times? So you got night watchmen, and you got these animals, these beasts, these bulls of Bashan, and these hundreds of millions of demons. You know that's why it's a narrow path. Because in this world there's only one Holy Spirit. But there's hundreds of millions of unholy spirits and all the unholy spirits don't want you growing in love. Don't want you listening to this today. Don't want you knowing knowledge of the glory and revelation of Eden. Their main objective is to shut down your drinking of love. You haven't seen demons manifest until you come around the drunken glory. Until you've actually start drinking from the love of the Garden of Eden. Because that person is close to the mark of the high calling in Christ Jesus. People will freak out and turn everyone against you if you get close to Eden. In your soul. I'm not talking about in your spirit. I know you're born in heaven, your names in the last book of life. I'm talking about transfiguration by the renewing of your mind. I'm talking about ascension. I'm talking about being lifted up while in the body, the resurrection of the dead. All these things are written about. The sanctification of the word of grace that's able to lift you up and give you the inheritance for those that are sanctified. It's all about the lifting of your souls by drinking the river. In the river is the word of God. The word of God is only alive in the river. You can take the word, the Bible, and go outside the river and turn it into sorcery. That's what religion is. Religion and sorcery is using God's word apart from God's spirit. That's why John calls it the spirit of truth, because that's what all the Pharisees did. That's what all the false teachers of false Christianity were doing. You're dealing with Nicolaitan, you're dealing with Gnosticism, you're dealing with all kinds of people that were disobeying the Apostle John. And so he's always telling you that you have to mix the spirit and the gospel with the word. If your word's not in the spirit, it's going to be a dry letter, it's going to be boring, boring, you're going to hurt everyone that's listening to it. You're going to turn them into the slaves of Satan, ultimately. Because Satan is the minister of the dead letter. Satan is a religious angel. I don't think you really fully understand that yet. That all religion that's in the world is from Satan. Satan's original temptation for Adam and Eve was to become religious. It wasn't lust that caused the fall. It was religion that caused the fall. And that's why most people are still fallen after they're born again is because they practice some mixture of religion in their souls because they haven't learned how to drink the river to rise like salmon swimming upstream. The more you drink, the more you rise. The more you drink, the deeper you go into the glory realm. The deeper you go into the glory realm, the more revelation, the more living gemstones of the word of God you have burning inside your heart. A wise man brings treasures out of his heart. Amen. Words spoken in season. Coming with the sharp double-edged sword of the mouth because you have the fullness of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost formed on the inside of you. That's the end result of intimacy is knowing the fullness of the Father in you. In you. Within your body as a new covenant temple of the Holy Spirit. You are a temple of the Almighty. And what's in the temple? The gold and the silver. Amen. Hallelujah. Job 22. I have made the Almighty my gold in the temple. And He sanctifies the gold and the silver. He consecrates the gold and the silver for the temple. For the use of the temple. And the temple is your body. And the gold is the Almighty and the silver is the Holy Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Job 22, I have made the Almighty my gold and the Holy Spirit my precious silver. It's true. And that will transfigure your brain from the idolatry of the slavery of working for the curse. Because when you have the Almighty as your gold and you have the Holy Spirit as your precious silver, you have all the creative glory of the kingdom of heaven working in you. All that it takes for it to be activated is a sacrifice of your idolatry in your soul. That's the unbelief. Getting the unbelief burnt out of our brain. Yesterday I saw a vision of a white snake inside people, and that's the religious spirit. And it was right through the brain, and it went down the spinal cord. The serpent nature is a religious nature. It's a white snake. Mm-hmm. It has to die. It has to be crucified with the glory of God. Why are people so reluctant to go deeper in the glory? Because every degree in the glory requires a sacrifice of self to the fire. <laughs> That's why it's so hard to get people this deep in the glory. You wish. I wished everyone was in the fullness of the glory of the Garden of Eden but hardly anyone's willing to sacrifice anything. Most people can't even sacrifice unrighteous mammon, let alone sacrifice their own souls. I mean, that's the true, accurate situation. And if you're not faithful with mammon, you're not going to be faithful with the power of Eden. That's what Jesus Christ said. Hallelujah. See, so you're always tested. Because we talk the talk, but do we walk the walk? Do we even bring sacrifice to the fire to burn? Do we believe that the Almighty is actually our gold? Well, I gotta pay my electric bill. Listen, he's the creator of heaven and earth. I guarantee I have never seen the righteous begging for bread. It is written. Now, we're coming out of Babylon the Great, we're coming out of the Great Tribulation, so this is the maximum resistance there's ever been towards the holy people of the Most High God. It'll never be this bad for any generation after us ever again for eternity, I tell you the truth. So you're really doing a great work and a service for your family and every family that comes after you. This is the generation that comes out of the Great Tribulation. The Great Harvest is the Great Tribulation. That's what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 7. Who are these multitudes beyond numbering? These are those who came out of the Great Tribulation. It is written. That's what it says. Who are these multitudes beyond numbering? They are they that came out of the great tribulation. What's the tribulation? Self and Christ. Simple as that. Self versus Christ. The two trees in the garden. Self is the tree of the knowledge. What do I need to do? What do I got to do? See, grace is Christ. Christ is present with you as the spirit of grace. It's mind-blowing because the human brain cannot comprehend the things of the spirit. It cannot. That's what the Bible says. So the only way that you can understand the things of God is by experience it by drinking grace. Because you don't know what's going to manifest out of this greater glory. I never have. There's never been a greater glory that I had any idea what's going to happen. It's always been crazier than I could ever imagine. It's never gone according to plan. It's always been messy. It's been, been like a childbirth. There's blood, umbilical cords flying around. Wh- blood, fire, and billows of smoke, just like childbirth, amen? And it's burning, you know, it's just... Wildness. God is a wild man, and that's why so few people can follow God, because they're not that wild. They need predictability, and they need something that's responsible. They want to be a good steward. They need something that they can control and figure out. You'll never walk with God one day in the glory. Now, His grace will come upon you, and you'll learn His ways, but... how about you be a leader right now and you can reveal His ways to all the, all the others around you? That's really what's at stake here right now. Who's going to be a leader in the kingdom age? In the kingdom of heaven? For behold that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Messiah. Amen. Of our God and His Christ. Do you want to be a part of the rulership of the kingdom age, of the kingdom of our God and His Christ? This is what it takes. Doing this when no one else is, when it's not cool, when it's not understood, when everyone's going to think you're crazy, everyone's going to persecute you, because in the future, those that have pioneered this will have destroyed all the enemies of Christ. I know we will destroy all the enemies of Christ in the great floods before Jesus returns. Why? Because Psalm says, the Lord is enthroned over the floods and his second coming would be like the days of noah people will be giving and taking in marriage which means they'll be doing all kinds of stuff in the realm of the natural giving and taking in marriage what it means is they'll be wasting all their time in the natural realm and they'll be completely uninterested in the glory realm in the ark of glory and the animals working in the dirt realm in the dirt dimension in the animal nature of the animal flesh working in animal blood and animal flesh in the natural realm, while there will be eight in the ark, a new beginning in the ark, of the glory of God, of Noah's ark, of of the third heaven available, with an open gate, with people proclaiming righteousness from the gates of of the kingdom of heaven, so that people can enter into the gates of heaven and live in the ark of the glory, which is Noah's ark. And God is enthroned upon the floods of His glory, and there are preachers that stand at the gate. Job 29, when I sat at the gate and judged the people, it is written, there will be people like Job that walk in tremendous wisdom, there will be rivers flowing out of the rocks of their souls, out of their heart's intimacy, out of Eden within them, and they'll be fully revealing the kingdom dimension with gates wide open for the masses to flood into the glory realm before Jesus returns. Then the ark will be closed. In the days of Noah, the ark was closed. Eight represents the one new man. The new beginning for mankind of the heavenly kind inheriting the earth through water. They inherited the earth through water and the waters now represent the glory of God. The crystal clear living waters that flow from the throne of God and the Lamb, the river of life. Amen. Revelation 22.1. It represents the John 7.38 river of life. There will be a people that release the river so much that it drowns the universe. The universe. Because there's a new heavens. The heavens will be drowned. And a new earth. The earth will be drowned. And everyone will live underwater in the glory of God. But those that are sealed inside the ark, they're the ones that loved it. Those that are sealed outside the ark, those are the ones that hated it, despised it. Those are the ones that rejected the glory. The glory is also called the love of God. Agape is Shekinah glory. Agape and Shekinah, because God is love. Shekinah is agape. If you really love someone, you will glorify that person. You'll burn their brain with glory, offering their soul as a burnt sacrifice holy and acceptable to god if you love someone you'll bind their soul with cables and cords to the horns of the altar of revelation 8:3 and burn them in holy spirit anointing oil pouring oil on the sacrifice and fire on the sacrifice well you must burn it's not optional People resist the fire of the strong Shekinah glory because it burns up self. It burns up the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. It burns up Satan working in your brain. It, wo- it burns up Satan working in your heart. Most people are completely under the influence of Satan and not Christ. The only thing that changes that is a few people pressing in and bringing floods. The floods may mean everyone's influenced by God the Father and no longer Satan, in the air they breathe. How about everyone's thoughts and everyone's hearts filled with God's glory? That's where we're going as a planetary system. And it's not far off. There will be more and more preachers of righteousness. There will be more and more demonstrations of glory and power. More and more healings, signs and wonders. Anything. God is so desperate to get people into the glory and to go deeper in the glory. Once you're inside the gates of the kingdom, then you boldly approach the throne of grace. And as you get closer, you burn hotter. And when you're on the throne, then you keep growing because you keep growing in wisdom. You keep learning. There's always more to be learned. He's omniscient. Are we omniscient? The omniscient one lives in us, meaning all knowledge of everything in the high heavens, the mid heavens, and the earth belongs to our God. We've barely touched 1% in the last 6,000 years of humanity. All the knowledge that's ever been here through every nation, tribe, and tongue in recorded history is less than 1% of available knowledge. And we think we're smart. My God, we need to just give us a revelation of His omniscience. Omniscience, all-knowing God. The seven eyes of God. God considers His intelligence to be in the burning of the anointing oil. The eyes represent the knowledge of God. Eyes represent knowing. It's true. Revelation 5:6. There's seven horns first. The power comes first because the power raises the dead. The might of His glory raises you from the dead while in the body. It raises up your spirit and your soul up into higher dimensions and everything of the earth dimension falls off you. The power comes first. The seven horns are first. The revelation of His omnipotence is first. Then comes the knowledge, which is all the understanding of the ages, all of the wisdom of the ages, all of His ability, everything He's capable of doing and creating. It's really all the arts the power and the arts, the power and the creativity, and the seven eyes are the all-knowing of God the Father, and it's available for every Christian. This isn't just a corporate thing. When you come into a huyos level of maturity, then you have the fullness inside one body. People freak out about that, but it's the truth anyhow. It's not about the corporate body. It's about the individual development that builds up the corporate body. Everyone doing their part. I was reading that in Ephesians. When everyone does their part and everyone gets strengthened in their gifts, it builds up the entire body unto perfection. How strong do you want to be individually? That's how much you can actually love others by building them up with the might of His glory. Going deeper in the glory and sacrificing more of self being more misunderstood, being more persecuted because of the spirit of glory resting upon you. But who cares? Because that's the only thing that will build them up and remove the satanic influence of the external realm upon their souls. Demonic influence is mainly what people experience. And people experience a little of God, but mostly a lot of demons. Because there are hundreds of millions of demons that don't want you to grow in God. So all day, every day, people are continuously tormented, lied to. That's why you see such a crazy turnover rate. Because the warfare just goes into hiatus, goes completely insane. Because when you start to follow the one Holy Spirit that raises the dead, every other spirit comes and tempts your soul. Saying, Don't do that. Here, you know, here's all these other options. You know, here's all this other stuff, all this idols. Anything to shut you down from going higher in the spirit. That's all the enemy does every day to every Christian in the world. So you want to pray for the souls of the Christians of the world. For grace to rest upon their souls so that Christians can rise higher above the realm of the dead. Most people are still, most Christians are still operating in the in the spiritual elevation of snakes. And that's why they have such a hard time. You're not supposed to be in the snake dimension. You're supposed to be in the glory dimension. How do you overcome the 200 million snakes trying to keep you down, bound in soul and spirit, into the dust of the earth? you got to read the Bible. you got to feast. you got to get thirsty, get desperate, understanding that only the river and the word of God in the river is able to build you up and raise you from the dead. Nothing else can. That's why we, we all become Bible thumpers because that's the only way we can make it. There's no other way. We've tried everything. The only way is to spend insane amounts of time in the Bible getting so strong in the Word written upon our spirit that Satan stops beating us up, that we stop being continuously tormented by the persons of the wicked. I hate snakes. I hate demons. I have hated them with perfect hatred. It is written. Amen. If you don't have a holy hatred for Satan and his angels, you are demon-possessed. 100% of the time. Because all these things do is kill, steal, and destroy, and not a single one of them is redeemable, and not a single one of them wants to be redeemed. These people are so deceived, it's insane. You know why they're deceived? Because they have the deceiving, seducing spirits working inside their souls. Hallelujah. And the only way that you're not constantly tormented by demon-possessed people every day, because listen, I mean, it's all day long from the time I wake up in the morning to the time I go to sleep, the voices of demon-possessed Christians, demon-influenced Christians, and it's never-ending. You can only find peace in the river and the river washes you, and you just pray that their souls get washed in the river, you encourage them with the word, you encourage them with knowledge of the glory, you tell them what worked in your life, your testimony, how you overcame Satan, by the word of your testimony, by the blood of the Lamb, and not loving your life even unto the death, hallelujah, even unto the full burning of your soul with the seven horns of the seven spirits of God. It gets easier the more you sacrifice self, but the temptation is to cling and retain control to self. It's simple, but it's sacrificial, and hardly anyone's ever done it. We need to sacrifice more. It's fun. It is really fun because you grow in the glory, and grace abounds. And all it means is letting God take over your soul. Letting God rise in your heart. Can you surrender everything every day? Why wouldn't you? Once you know God's goodness, this is the best, most wisest thing, the greatest choice you make is to die daily. Satan will come and tempt your mind with good ideas. That's the main temptation. Not with bad stuff, but with good stuff strange fire and dead works, religious activity, stuff in the soul that has the appearance and knowledge of good. That's the main temptation of the religious realm of the white tongues of Satan and his angel, that white snake in the garden. It's a white snake. You got black snakes in the garden, which is the knowledge of evil. You got white snakes in the garden, the knowledge of good. And it's mostly the knowledge of good that holds souls prisoner in the earth dimension because they're already good. It's like, well, I don't need the glory stuff. I'm I'm full of white snakes. I'm full of the the knowledge of good. But it's still natural, earthly, and demonic. And they're the most demonized people in the world. The most demonic people in the world are not those who minister the sorcery of black snakes, but the sorcery of white snakes. Because it builds up the ego. It allows the soul to be puffed up with knowledge and pride. That everyone that receives the ministry from the millions of white snakes becomes like their father, the devil. He is prideful and arrogant from the beginning. It was always about him, it's always about the soul. See, Christianity is not about the soul, it's about the spirit. Because only God can work in your spirit, build up your spirit. And the more you grow in Christian maturity, the less and less you're self aware that you are always more and more insignificant every degree of glory that you feel like nothing i feel like nothing i feel like a crystal clear vapor Go, going from glory to glory i mean i literally feel like ether like there's just nothing there and it's really this this is what we're getting at. so it's really kind of trippy it's not very comfortable i'm not even comfortable with it yet too it's the humility of the father is becoming crystal clear that you're in nothing A nothing. A zero. Without beginning, without end. No self. And that's ultimate maturity, is that you become a nothing. That you become a zero. That you become ether. Crystal clear. That only the Father, the Holy Spirit, the faceless man, controls you inside, and there's no longer any ego, any self. Not that we're already perfect, but we can see it, and we're definitely experiencing large measures of this. The Holy Spirit is perfect and your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and you are required in Matthew chapter 6 to be perfect as the Father in Heaven is perfect by the sacrifice of your soul to the yielding of the Spirit, to take over the soul to become crystal clear, to become nothing, to become a zero. As it is written, I must decrease and He must increase. More of you, Holy Spirit, less of me. That needs to be your daily prayer. That's dying daily. It's the increase of the glory and the Father's power, the Father's eyes, the Father's soul literally rises in your spirit and takes over your soul. And the Father's soul is not like any other soul you've ever encountered. We encounter souls all day, every day. There's souls everywhere. But there is no soul like the Father's soul. The Father's soul is the seven spirits of God. The Father's soul is Noah's rainbow, the seven colors of the rainbow. The Father's soul is the creative power of heaven and earth. That's what's rising in you. And it's so humble that most people miss it. It's not a huge light show. He comes like a thief in the night. Will you just let me rise? He's not really super loud. He's very humble. He's just always testing you. He is all powerful, but he'll rise with a gentle voice. He'll rise with a still, small voice. Will you give me some more ground in your heart soil today? Will you let me come up a little higher? Are you ready to give up that vice or that vice or that earthly pleasure or that that stumbling block? Can I rise in you? Will you yield? And just slowly but surely, you fall in love with the Father on the inside, and you know Him. You yada Him. You're intimate with the Father inside you. That's the Selah of God. That's the rest of God. It's yielding your soul every day to the Father rising in you. Until you can say like Jesus Christ in a full yield, in a full surrender, it's the Father in me who lives. It's the Father in me doing all these works. All these incredible miraculous signs and wonders and demonstrations of power are because my soul yielded to the Father in me. And He'll control your soul. To be controlled by the Father is peace, it is written. You want peace? All you got to do is bring sacrifice of your soul to the Father in you and just yield. Temples of the Holy Spirit, temples of God the Father. I bless everyone's soul at the sound of my voice with fresh grace, liquid grace. Let it flow into their souls, the oil of joy, Help them rise from the realms of the dead. Help them rise from everything that keeps them bound in the natural dimension. Let their souls return to your throne by your great grace and love towards them. Thank you, Father, for the resurrection on this third day and millions of people getting to know you in the glory, in an intimate way, that they may walk in the Garden of Eden all the days of their life while their bodies are yet on earth, but their hearts and minds are sealed in your love. Let their hearts pour out rivers of love in demonstrations of your love, and let every soul around them get thirsty for the glory of the Garden of Eden, that we may have a great harvest of heaven on earth in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at Red and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.